Welcome to Testimonies with Tiffany, the podcast that is sure to challenge and grow your faith. Join me as we hear personal testimonies from ordinary people having radical encounters with Jesus. Together, we'll learn the power of believing God and His Word. I hope it inspires you to look at how God is showing Himself faithful in your life and challenges you to step out and testify. Welcome back to Testimonies with Tiffany. I'm your host, Tiffany Tombry. On today's episode, I am excited for this guest. I got connected with her through a mutual friend who actually I got connected with that mutual friend through a past church. And so I've said this before on Testimonies with Tiffany. I love God because God is a God of divine appointments. God is a God who is is wonderful and excellent at at connecting us to the right people at the right time. And and so I'm excited that God has connected me and my guests today together to testify of God's faithfulness, of God's goodness, of God's mercy. And and so I I'm very excited to share her with you. She's a mother of four grown men and a grandmother of eleven. She's been an educator for twenty she is an author. We have an author in the house. She wrote the book, Don't Panic. She has a Facebook group that is um, Doses of Encouragement, Leadership Perspective, LLC, where she does leadership consulting all over the country. Listen, we live in a time right now where God is raising up leaders that lead with excellence, that lead with integrity and honor and good character. And so we need people like my guests that step into their call that can that can walk in that anointing and teach us how to be good leaders, teach us how to be right representations of Jesus Christ to step into the marketplace or in our marriage or in parenting or or in that that specific career to be good leaders, to be kingdom leader. So that is a really big deal. She's been safe since 12, but really has been committed and safe since 2007. She's the co-director of the women's ministry at her church with her pastor's wife. Ministry is very special to me um, because God loves women and God wants women to walk in wholeness and God wants women to find their voices. And so I love when I get to be in the presence of another woman who has a heart for God's women and and that that um, area, arena of women's ministry, because it is a it's a hard arena to be in. But um, if you're called and God has equipped you and there's grace on you, it's a beautiful place to be. So I love being in the presence of of women ministry leaders. And so this is awesome. She enjoys reading, singing, writing and encouraging others. So I'm excited to introduce to you my guest. She is one of a kind. Um, her name is Mioshi Knox. Hello. How are you? Welcome, guys. We have been trying to get her on my podcast for a while now. And here we are. Uh, it was a very random thing, but I'm thankful that we're able to pull it off. And so I would love for you to say hello to the listeners. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I am so excited to be 
on the show, Tiffany. Um, I'm excited for the opportunity to just come on, share my testimony, to meet you. You are absolutely phenomenal. Um, I, As you already stated, we connected uh, through Keisha Ivory Darnell. Uh, I was able to listen to her story and other stories of people who have been on your podcast. And it's just um, amazing work that you're doing, encouraging the body of Christ, um, building our faith, giving us uh, just a little bit more that, of what we need to go on in this, in this journey. Um, so I thank you for that. And thank you for this opportunity. I listen, I, you know, God told me back, he was talking to me back when COVID had first started. And I've shared this quite a few times on on the podcast, but he, he was just talking to me about how we're to be stewards of our marriage and steward of our finances and all, you know, all these different areas. But he said, you're also called to steward your testimony. And that really hit me like, wow, I wonder how many people have not shared their testimony. Now to me, like I, when I think testimony, I think salvation, how we came to know Jesus, but mm-hmm. the truth is, Miyoshi, is that we should have a testimony all the time, right? Because God yes. is always working. And so a test, I'm not like, I, yes, I will share my testimony of salvation. But for me, that happened 20 something years ago. And so I'm like, but what is God doing right now? Because God is working. And am I working with him? Am I allowing him to work through me? And so I just started thinking like, Testimonies in Psalm 139, David says, you know, the thoughts that you have for me are like, they're far greater than the numbers of the sand. They're like the things that God has done in our life and the things, the the things that he thinks of us are just innumerous. And, and so it had me thinking, man, we should have testimonies all the time. We should just always have a word to encourage somebody of something that we've gone through or we are going through or just went through. And so it's important. Testimonies are important. I get excited when I get to meet someone new and I hear how God, you know, God showed their, his faithfulness to them or his healing to them or his comfort to them. I have to share this before I I give the platform over to Miosha is this the other day I was in worship and I was standing up there and I was, I was just skimming the worship, all the worship women and men on the stage. There were probably, we probably have 12 to 15 people on stage from instruments to singers and all of that. And I, and the Lord, I felt like the Lord said, Tiffany, look at my people. And I began, mm-hmm. I started at one, one end of the stage and I went all the way through every single person. And I can remember a time where I was, I felt like a stranger in my church. I, I didn't know anybody. Me and my husband and family weren't connected. Um, we, we felt like we just came in and we went out and like, you know, that we were just overlooked. And I remember going through a season where God said, well, you have to plug in. Like you can't just show up to church and expect everybody to just you know, come and find you and talk to you and, you Mm -hmm. know, approach you and all this, like there has to be some response on your end, action on your end. And so I now standing there and I'm looking at these people, I went one by one and I saw, I saw one girl and I started to think of the testimony that I knew about her. And then I saw a guy and I remember the testimony he shared with me. And I Mm. went through all of these people and literally I knew 
a testimony of the faithfulness of God in every one of these people's lives. And I have to tell you, I stood there at the altar bawling because I'm like, do you know what it it told me is that God is so personal. God met her in jail. God met him in prison. God met her in her addiction. God met her in her anxiety. God, and I, I could just, I could just follow where God had met all of these people. And I'm like, I was just undone at the faithfulness of God and his love for us. And that you can look around and every person that we see has a story and, and it points to the faithfulness and, and the love of God. And so anyways, I, I just want to encourage those listening that, that if you have a testimony that you need to be sharing that and whether it's right, what God's done right now, what you're in the process of going through, maybe it's something God just delivered you from or through to share it because there are people that need hope. And that is why I do this podcast is because I know somebody's listening that when my guest starts speaking, when she starts sharing her story, her victories are going to unlock something in you that her, the way she's overcome through the blood of the lamb and the word of her testimony is now going, there's going to be an impartation of hope through Jesus Christ for you to overcome, for you to take that step of faith and to do what God's called you to do. And so I'm going to go ahead and give you, let you just run with it and we'll just see where the Holy Spirit takes us. Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm excited. You've given me even more excitement to share my testimony too. I love that you talked about stewarding um, and and sharing the testimony and how you remembered um, and made those connections. And so, listen, I was praying about you know, where do I start uh, this testimony? I know that when I talked to Keisha, she was at a, a tea time that I had, uh, and it was called Testimony Tea Time. And uh, I had been going uh, to therapy, Tiffany, and at this therapy session, uh, the therapist told me that I had father issues, and I got so super upset about it. Wow. And so um, this, this really, uh, so I was telling the story at my testimony tea time and it touched Keisha in a way um, she reached out and said you know you you just really have to share this uh, testimony with Tiffany um, and so I, I want to start off by saying that um, this t- testimony is a, about a journey to surrender mm. it's actually my journey of surrendering my desire for a husband to God um, and surrendering my timing Sometimes I could be like, Lord, I I know that this is the right time for me. Um, But honestly, I'm in a place right now that I have fully surrendered to God. And I I don't think I could have ever uh, said that um, uh, only at this moment now. So I want to just kind of give some uh, background uh, information about that. But uh, and say that um, in 2007, I was 35. I was divorced at that time. Four sons, I'm single. And in that year, I made a commitment to God that I was done with the lifestyle of sexual immorality. Um, I had been in um, several relationships after becoming divorced and just really uh, uh, found myself in, in relationships that God was not pleased with, even in relationships with married men. 
So for the, uh, so prior to that 2007, I found myself in that those types of relationships. And so what I did was I made a commitment to God that I was done and I needed him, his help. Um, I cried out to him. I got therapy the next through the next two years. I did all the things to make it right with God. I sought out forgiveness through his word. Uh, I cut off relationships. I found accountability partners. I drenched myself in the word and in prayer. Uh, two ladies that I that knew my story, they called me, they prayed for me uh, every morning at 4.30 a.m. for a whole year. Uh, wow. Just shout out to them. They took me to prayer meetings. Uh, I got a sexual purity coach, Tiffany. I changed my attire. I read books on deliverance and inner healing. I spoke out prayers to break the cords of wickedness in my life and in my bloodline. I renounced spirits. I looked up spirits to renounce. I did all of the things, Tiffany, all the things that I knew to do in my own power. And after all that, in 2009, I felt like I'm ready for marriage. I am ready for marriage. Um, I had two years without sex and I felt like, okay, this is it. Um, I was struggling to hold on, but I was holding on. And so I'm like, marriage, please come quickly. <laughs> and so I'm waiting for that. But little did I know that at that moment in 2009, oh, the real journey was ahead of me um, and deeper healing was coming to me. So over the next 13 years, um, I experienced, uh, I, I got into a relationship with a, a saved man of God. Um, he ended up uh, choosing not to be with me. And so I lost the man of my dreams. He moved on. He married someone else. Um, I went, I had to go through a deliverance process for that. Um, I got engaged to uh, another person down the line. That engagement didn't work. I lost my mom. Um, and I had to go through years of therapy during that time. So we're here. This is 2021. So think about it. I think 2021 is two years ago. In August, I decided then, finally, <laughs> after uh, going through that engagement, losing my mom, all of that, uh, going through the, the therapy session, it's 2021 in August, and I feel like I'm ready. I decided I'm truly ready for marriage. So I pray, pray about it. I'm like, Lord, I've been through all of the things. I feel like I'm ready. So I want to pause and say I just endured uh, being a principal during the pandemic. So I was a principal during the pandemic. And all that came with educating and supporting teachers and students during that time. I ended up uh, selling my house, resigning from my job for 23 years. I moved in with my son and his wife. Whew. And and I'm thinking at that moment that I'm really ready for marriage. I thought I was. I was looking for someone to come in really as I process it through now. I was really looking for a rescue. Um, and I really wasn't ready as I thought. But this is when my eyes began to open. So I go on this dating app, Tiffany, and I start dating. I'm talking to guys and I'm ending up meeting this guy that was a nephew of my elder, one of the elders at my former church. And I'm excited and I immediately trust him too fast. I literally trust him too fast because of who his family was. I found myself falling for him fast and being willing uh, to compromise my dating a non-Christian. 
I decided I'm going to compromise my own beliefs. He's a, he's not a Christian. Y'all, he wasn't a smoker. I mean, I'm sorry, he was a smoker and a heavy drinker. So here we are, we have a non-Christian, we have a smoker, we have a heavy drinker. <laughs> um, and just because of his affiliation, I think it's okay. So I'm literally believing the voice of the enemy that's telling me I can save this man. I literally believe that. I became this super needy, super judgmental, super frantic person. I didn't recognize um, myself to the point where he asked, does all Christian women act like this? Because I haven't even touched you. <laughs> I'm scared of how you're going to act if we have sex. And at that moment, I knew something is going on with me emotionally and I need some help. I need to cut this relationship off, but I called my friend and I asked my friend, she's a psychologist, and I said, listen, I need a therapist, and she's recommended a therapist, and I started therapy again, uh, and what I didn't realize is that God was getting ready to disrupt my entire life, so I did, I was able to cut the guy off, and I'm like, Lord, uh, I clearly messed it up for him and every other Christian woman he might ever date. <laughs> but I was okay with that. So I'm in therapy one day and she's listening so intently to me tell her all of the different things that's going on. And she asked me to tell me about my past relationships. And I began to be a little irritated and I began to tell her stories. And uh, she ends with, I would like us to discuss your father issues. Yeah. And I was like, in my head, I was like, lady, I don't have father issues. I've read every book. I've said every prayer. I've participated in soul work and every kind of deliverance known to Christians. So there is no residue. And I left that, that uh, therapy session that day. And I said, I won't call her again because I was super irritated because sometimes as Christians, we go through all the list of things that we feel like we have done and we don't leave room for Holy Spirit to really to go deeper because we check off our list of things of whatever it means to be delivered of something. And so I go on this trip to London with a good friend. And so asking me questions about my father for some reason and it simply left me unraveling I was unraveling on that trip with her and it became clear I had daddy issues and every man that I had ever loved had the same tendencies as my dad leaving me in a state of always wanting and needing and begging for attention and affirmation and begging for affection. I was never exactly what any of those men needed, what they wanted. I was never good enough. I wasn't ever pretty enough. And in some instances, they had told me out of their own mouth that I was too much. I was too bubbly. I talked too much. And whatever the much was, it was me. I heard God say, after I asked him, was there anything else in me that was hindering me from getting married? 
I decided that I would go through a series of sessions with my therapy, my therapist, but mostly I knew it was time for me to have like real serious quality, quiet time with God. I felt him drawing me to him. I felt, felt him saying me, Oshi, you are enough for me. I love you. And it's not that I didn't know that consciously, but I wasn't connecting it in my head and in my soul. I wasn't connecting that God loved me. And, and he honestly I was enough just the way that I was and that he had created me this, 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 this beautiful soul that he created. I just didn't, I just didn't believe it. Just didn't believe it. And I needed to hear it. And so God revealed to me uh, during those sessions that I had those quiet times and I was asking, Lord, is there anything else? Because I'm going through the sessions with uh, my therapist about my father and I'm healing you know, with my father. I'm having conversations with my dad that I never had before. I traveled uh, down to visit him for Thanksgiving. Uh, the therapist had given me like really good ways of questioning him about my past to just kind of bring to rest some things. And so I had uh, uh, done that and we had this really good conversation. So God is really taking me through this process of healing. So um, um it's like, January, it's like maybe January, February. And uh, I say to God again, is there anything, God, that is hindering me? You know, I'm really feeling like I'm ready for marriage. Is there anything that I need to do? And God reveals to me to pray for the wives that you've hurt. Pray for the wives. So I'm still in process right now, Tiffany, of that statement when I heard Holy Spirit say that. Because when you're in relationships with married men, you're not thinking, for me, it wasn't about the wife. It was, an, uh, it was a selfish, very prideful space that you find yourself in. It's dark. And in that darkness, you're not thinking about who you hurt. And the reason why I want to say that is because in my journey in 2007, where I started, I prayed for the husbands. I renounced those relationships. I let go of those relationships. And I prayed, um, you know, just kind of, you know, how you go through the, the uh, root of whatever is the root in me, all of that. I had been through all of that, but I never thought about the wives. And when God revealed that to me, because I had various relationships um, with single and married men, when God revealed to me about those wives, I began to cry out. They're like something hit me where I was like, oh my God, I began to call their names to pray for the damage that I had done for their families, the healing of their legacies and their family names. God had me to call out each name, speak their name, pray for wholeness, pray for their children. I was so hurt, knew that I had renounced relationships with those men, with those men, but I had to ask for forgiveness just for, and restoration for the wives and the hurt that I caused them. I also went back and I prayed for the words 
that they may have rightfully spoken over my life. Because as wives, because I have been a wife, and I've been a wife of a man who was out cheating on me. He had cheated with so many different women that I remember times when I prayed, where I prayed against those women that were in relationships with my husband and said some things. So I then began to pray and, and uh, actually ask God um, to uh, give me what I don't deserve, and that's mercy and grace. Um, and I asked for a spiritual, kind of like a spiritual peace treaty between uh, me and those wives and the damage that I've caused. And I believe that God heard my cry and that true victory and forgiveness um, he had given me and healed over 30 years of hurt of me receiving and dishing out. And I just know that God is a restorer. He is a restorer. And what has happened since then is that um, I'm finally at a place where I'm not trying to figure out if this is time for me to get married. I'm not trying to figure out God's timing anymore. I really want uh, God right now. I really am thanking God for a relationship, getting to know myself. Uh, finding places in me that was still not healed. God is healing me. He's healing me of, of what I um, feel about myself. Uh, he's healing my weight issues that I've had. I'm finally embracing myself, first of all, with how I am now, but the weight is finally coming off. Um, I'm finally having quality time with God where I'm excited about going in his presence, excited about um, having a relationship with him. Um, God is really doing some things in my life now uh, that I never would have um, ever gotten to that place without hearing that small voice of, of, of Holy Spirit saying, pray for the wives. And so I'm thankful for this journey and I'm encouraging um, every, uh, everyone or every woman that might find yourself in a relationship that is not godly. Um, you may find yourself, even if you have closed down those relationships or have gotten out of that relationship, pray for not only yourself, pray for healing for yourself and um, the dissolving of those soul ties that have been created, but also pray for God to heal and restore that wife. And even if the marriage has been dissolved of, of that married man that maybe you were involved in, still pray. Pray for their legacy. Pray for their children. Pray for their future. Start speaking words that build up their generations to come because that was a place that you hurt. It's a real thing when you have, that's why the, the Bible, God talks about hating adultery. It's, it's because it's a real damage that happens throughout the generations. And what you want to do is start um, speaking life, speaking life uh, into that and praying for that. Thanks. I know I've said a lot, Tiffany. No, that's good. I've been actually taking notes as you've been talking. Um, the first thing that I think it's really important that the listeners 
caught is that you've been in a season of relinquishing control to the timing of how this is to play out. And I know for me too, I've been in a season where I've been contending for some things and I have gotten to a place over, it's been about 17 months I've been contending and I've got a place where like, I have to relinquish the control yes. of the timing because that is when, when I, I want this thing, I want it now. I've wanted it for 17 months now, now, now. And the Lord even gave me a dream. I, I dream a lot. God gives me lots of prophetic dreams and dream was in, in dream I was in a waiting room and in, mm -hmm. within within the waiting room the promise was revealed to me. so I knew that the very thing I'm contending for God I know it's from the Lord the Lord showed me that he was going to give me this but and the promise was revealed within the waiting room and so I've been contending for this and I was a mess at the sink not probably two months ago if that and I was crying and I'm like God give me understanding you've given me dreams and these dreams are like they the timing in the natural like it does not make sense it's not it's not matching up I, I yeah. don't understand and I I said Lord I set my heart towards understanding I want to understand if if I could just understand your timing I know that peace would enter my heart and I'd be okay and the Lord said go back to the dream and look mm. at the dream again and I'm like oh my I've like in my mind, I was thinking, God, I have literally rolled this dream in my mind, like thousands of times in the last 16 months. Like you want me to go back and relive the dream again. So I'm like, okay, so mm -hmm. I'm standing in my bathroom and it hits me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm in a waiting room. And the Lord said, that's it, Tiffany, you're in a season of waiting. The yes. promise is coming, but you must wait. Yes. And then he began to, I mean, a peace came over me and it was done. And I have not wrestled with this, with this particular promise then. And I'm like, okay, I'm in a season of waiting. God was so gracious. The Bible says that God, God conceals matters and it's for the glory of Kings to search it out. Well, the Bible yes. says that we're Kings and priests and it's to my glory to search out things. See, I always say God likes to play hide and seek. He likes to hide things and he wants us to find it. He wants us to be, he wants us to engage in pursuit with him yes. because it's about relationship. And so yes. you can think about my kids get so jacked when we play hide and seek, but I could imagine if I told them to hide and I never went and sought them out, that they would be so sad that they were not sought out. And, and mm. so it's the same thing. God hides things for us treasures. It's not to be ugly. Yes. It's not to mock yes. us. It is yes. like, God's like, I want you to engage in this pursuit. I want you yes. to find me. I tell my kids this, uh, I've been telling my kids this lately. I said, I said, I'll ask them what's mommy's phone number. And they'll, you know, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And I said, why? I said, if something was to happen, what number would you call if it was an emergency and we needed help? Immediately they say 911. I said, mm. well, do you know that God's phone number? No, mom, what's God's phone number? I said, Jeremiah 33, 3. And it says that the Bible says, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. I said, if you're ever in a situation and you need to call God, you call 333, you call God and you cry out to him and he's going to show you the yes. things that you don't know. And yes. so in this, 
in this dream, God showed me something that I had, I had went over in my mind, but it had never clicked until the revelatory Holy Spirit opened my eyes. And I was like, oh my gosh, God, God was so good. 17 months ago, he showed me, Tiffany, you're in a time of waiting, you know, because what the enemy wants to tell you is, oh, God's withholding. Oh my gosh. If you would just clean yourself up a little bit more then he will give you that. Oh, you know, you should have probably done X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, the Lord would have given you that or, and, and that's exactly what Satan did to Jesus. Oh, he bring, while Jesus is in the wilderness, he gets tempted three times. Oh, if you are the son of man, throw yourself off this cliff and I will give you this kingdom. And how does, how does Jesus combat the lies me. He declares the word of God right back to him. No. And so that's what we have to do. And so I really want to touch on that. It's relinquishing control, relinquishing and submitting to the will of the father is like, it's what was, what basically that's our very essence of what we to do, pick up our cross and die daily. That means we die to our will. We die to our desires and our passions and all of this stuff. And then God produces his passion, his desire, our desires and passions become one with him. And see, how do I know this? Because when you talked about you entered a relationship with this man and you begin to compromise your integrity, your character, your morals, your standards, everything that God has called you to do. This tells me that when we die to ourselves. Then there's Mm -hmm. no place for compromise because our will is not our own. We pick up our cross and we follow him. Jesus said, I do. I only do the things I see my father do. He only does the will of his father. So what happened to me is I was in a similar situation. I also was holding out for marriage, contending for seven years. And I began to sin terribly. I began to fall into sexual relations. I began to do these things. Oh, were there good Christian men? I was being wined and dying. When the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. was telling me, you don't, you don't even need to go on this date because he's not the one for you. I know he looks good and I know that he, (laughs) he loves me, but he's not the one for you. And the Lord told me this. He said, because this was the scripture I quoted all the time. Psalm 37, four, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. Okay. Well, God, I'm delighting myself in you and you are not giving me the desires of your heart. And the Lord clearly spoke to me and he said, Tiffany, I am more concerned about the heart of your desire. And he said, Tiffany, do you know why your heart and your, your desire to get married? Yes, I've called you into marriage, but your heart for this desire is it's, it's wrong because I have not given you what you have asked for. And it's resulted in sin. You have sin. You're sinning. You're sinning. And he says, Tiffany, I am concerned about your heart. When your heart is right, when I, in my timing, don't give you what you have asked for, and you can come to a place where you're not sinning and you're content and I'm enough, that thing will come. And so I I thought, wow, God. And, And obviously I went into a time of repentance and, you know, I, I want to encourage those that are listening that if you find yourself in a place of compromise, you're willing to compromise your relationship and your intimacy with the Lord. You're willing to, to defile people yes. around you. You're willing to defile your relationship with the Lord because that, that, that temptation looks so good. I want you, I challenge you. I 
implore you to memorize the scripture in 1 Corinthians, I believe it's 13, where it says, God will not let you be tempted beyond what you could bear. That yes. when you are tempted, he will provide a way of escape. A way of an escape, yes. Listen, when you're in that moment and you want to compromise and you want to eat that apple, God, yes. what is my way of escape? Provide that way of escape. Give me that way of escape. I need the way of escape now. Either grace is going to come on you and you're going to be able to do what he's called you to do, or there's going to be a way of escape provided and you're going to be able to take that way of escape. And so that is very important. The other thing the Lord told me in my journey that's similar to yours, as we're talking about relinquishing control and the desires of our heart and God caring more about the heart of our desire is that the Lord spoke to me and he said, Tiffany, see, here's the thing. I want my children to have Isaac. Now, I what was Isaac a picture of? Isaac was pic, was a picture to Abraham and Sarah of a promise from yes. God, right? He said, "I do not want you to have Ishmael." Now, what what was yes. the, what was Ishmael a picture of to Abraham and uh, to Abraham and Sarah? Well, it doing was a curse. It their way. That's and right. Doing it their way, right? <laughs> so Isaac is a picture of the works of the flesh. I mean, uh, Ishmael is oh, a picture mm -hmm. of the work of the flesh and striving. Mm -hmm. And mm. Isaac is a picture of grace, getting yes. something you don't deserve in yes. a, a promise from the Lord. And see, the Lord told me, he said, Tiffany, I want you to have a husband. I want you to have Isaac. I've, I, I have a husband for you. My promise. I have one. But the road that you're walking down, because you're unwilling to submit to me, is you're going to end up with an Ishmael. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my yeah. God, I repented. God, I do not want an Ishmael. Now, yeah. listen, God can still bless an Ishmael. We know that that when Abraham had Ishmael and God appears to Abraham and, you know, God's like, hey, I'm going to give you an heir that that from that heir generations are going to come. You're going to be the father of nations and and. Abraham says, oh, let it be Ishmael. And God simply says this. He says, no, but mm -hmm. I will bless Ishmael. But what I have for you is so much greater. If you'll just wait on me, if you'll yes. just let me do the work I need to do. And, and so with Isaac, it's a beautiful picture of grace and a promise. And, and Isaac also just laughter and joy. And, you know, I had God, God gave me one more rebuke before it really sunk in that like, I need, I better like get with it. The Lord spoke to me. He said, Tiffany, remember when the children of Israel just wanted a king? How many times did they <laughs> go to Samuel and they say, we want a king. We want a yeah. king. And Samuel's like, no, 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 no. The Lord, your God is your king. And the people just kept coming and Samuel's like, oh my gosh, God, what do I do? Like these people like want a king. And God says, give him a king. So Samuel, we know that Samuel anoints Saul. Okay. But here's the thing. Saul was the people's choice. David was God's choice. Mm. Saul was the people's choice. That wasn't God's choice. Maybe you find yourself in a situation right now where you, like me, like me, Osha, were impatient and took matters into your own hand, like Sarah and Abraham. And you decide that you're just going to do the thing. You're going to help the Lord out. And you're going to, I want my marriage, or I want this career, or I want these children, or I want that person, place, or thing. You fill in the blank. And so you have stepped out of grace, and you're in a very dangerous place. You're, you're not relinquishing control. In fact, you're taking control. 
Yes. What happens is you're going to get the thing that God could give you the very thing that you've asked for prematurely and his approval not be on it because you're impatient. And we can see that that's scriptural. The, the, people, of Israel, the people of Israel wanted a king and God says, okay, give them a king. Let, let Go for it. Go ahead. And we know what Saul did. Saul, towards the end, was a terrible king. He was very prideful and he sought his own things and he wanted to, he kept touching God's anointed and wanted to kill David. And, but, but we see God raise up a redeemer. He raised up a king that he was going to redeem some stuff through. And that was David. And then obviously the ultimate redeemer is Jesus Christ. And so all of the, all with all of that, Miosha shared. And then part of my testimony, it's so in, we, it's important, like David, that we keep our heart in check. Like, search my heart and know me, oh God. Is there any wicked thing in me? Is there any anxious yes. thought in me? God, know yes. my heart. Because I want the heart of my desire to reflect the Lord. And I believe you do too, Miosha. And I believe yes. those listening do. And so we need the Lord's help. What, what, what we're constantly going through is sanctification and purification because we're called royal priesthood, a chosen generation. We're called to be set apart. And the way we get set apart and we look different than the world is going through sanctification. God revealing things in us that he wants to deal with. And, um, you know, if you touched on it about you've done everything, all the deliverance, all soul tie breaking. I've done this. I've mm -hmm. done that. And then God just brings another level and another level. Yeah. It's like an onion. We just are constantly getting peeled yeah. back. And because yep. God and what it actually says, what it actually does, uh, Tiffany, I just want to lean into what you said, this relinquishing control and submitting to the Father. Sometimes we can do all of the things that we know or we think is right. But if we're not willing to set our heart to hear, as you stated, where David said, hey, search me, see if there's anything in me that's not like you, and then lead me to the way everlasting. Sometimes we think we know what that thing is and we'll do the steps that we think we need to take um and then god will say no there's more because he knows the deepness of our heart he knows the depth of our souls and so it is important for us to say father is there anything else is there anything else that might be hindering me from this promise from the isaac that you have promised and i just believe that if we submit ourselves in that way and humble ourselves in that way that holy spirit then can speak amen yes the lord the lord started to show me something back in december of last year about when god gives us promises that there is a process to possessing the promise. Every promise that God gives, there is a process attached to it. We have to do something, partner with him, go through something to possess the promise. The Lord, and we can see it in scripture where he says, hey, I've given you this land of milk and honey. You know, I need you to go and take down all the giants. Don't leave anything left. And you're going to dwell there in safety. Well, what took 40 years that it should have only taken 11, 10 or 11 days, I believe, you know, they, the Israelites in that time did not possess the promised land. Why? Because they, they, they decided to not yield to the process. That's Instead, right. <laughs> they began to grumble and complain through this process. And God said, mm -hmm. okay, I have heard what you have said, and surely I will give it to you this day. Your bodies will yes. lie dead right here, and you're not going to possess what yes. I have given you. And, and, so and I think, Tiffany, it goes to what you talked about, about waiting, 
wait this idea of waiting well every time they didn't get what they wanted every time they had to wait on something they made a decision i'm not gonna wait that's why they built the altar that's why they made the golden calf that's why they complained when they were they were tired of getting getting the uh, manna from heaven they complained and said that we, they want meat every time they didn't get what they wanted because when we are immature the bible says when i was a child i spake as a child i act as a child but when i became an adult or man i put away childish things one thing one thing of a child is that they want their way all the time and that's where i found myself i wanted my way i wanted this man right now even if it wasn't the right time even if it wasn't the right character it was like i want this this is what i want and that is a sign of immaturity it's an immature uh person christian believer for you to want what you want at whatever time you're requesting it but someone who understands timing the timing of God and waiting on God, that is so important when you can really wait well. And waiting well includes resting in the position and the place that you feel that you're at right now. As Paul said, I'm content right where I am. Be content where you are. Oh, that is good. I feel like that's a whole message in and of itself. Great <laughs> <laughs> girl. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I know that's ministering to somebody right now. It's ministering to me. I had my pencil writing I need to nothing. I was like, oh gosh, I hope I understand what I wrote later. Yep. Oh, and I'm so glad that you framed it this way, Tiffany, in terms of relinquishing. That is real. I wrote that down because I, I believe that, man, if there was a title that I can put on this journey that I've been on for four, for 30 years, y'all, 30 years of this journey thinking that, and, and I don't know, I know we don't have time, but I just want to say where it first entered, Tiffany, was when I, in 1993, when I thought I was ready for marriage in 1993, and my uh, pastor, there was a prophet that came to my church in 1993, I was dating a guy in the church dating a guy in the church and i want to respect my son so i want to be careful about what i say but i was dating a guy in the church and a prophet came and said you shouldn't be dating right now god wants you right now he wants to have a relationship with you right now and then she started prophesying my destiny she was like you'll never pay for school you'll go through school and blah 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 everything else tiffany i believed that woman and and to this day i have never paid for school everything she said has come to pass but you know the part i didn't believe is that it wasn't my time to date because wow. I was in a relationship uh, with a man who would later become my husband and the father of my children. And she said it wasn't time. And let me tell you the damage, the, 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 what we went through in our marriage with our children, all of that. Recently, one of my sons said, Mom, you know, I think that dad has changed and you've changed so much. You guys will make a good couple. I was able to say to him, I said, son, I said, I love you. And I said, I love, I love your, you know, I love you. And I want you to know that there's no regrets, but me and your dad shouldn't have never happened. Mm -hmm. And I didn't say it hurtfully or anything. And he understood, 
But that relationship, Tiffany, it shouldn't have ever been. It's like I, it's like the Ishmael. That's why what you're saying is so. When I tell you this right here is a godly, I just feel Holy Spirit because when you brought up Ishmael, sometimes we can have an Ishmael, and it's okay. There's nothing wrong with Ishmael. God bless Ishmael. He yeah. he appointed a blessing to him and his mom. He yeah. didn't just throw them out and leave them high and dry. No, Ishmael got a portion of blessing yeah so it's not about that yes i got a blessing i have my children my sons i love them but listen god had a promise for me and at that time 30 years ago i was i pushed my way i wow. pushed my way so much tiffany do you know i left that meeting and and i want to just be transparent in this one because i want somebody to hear this and say sometimes you can push your way because you want something so bad or you become so offended i was so offended that that prophet said that to me instead of taking that and grabbing hold of that i ran to my ex-husband now at that time we were just dating and i said can you believe that she said this that we're not and the pastor allowed her to see it and because the pastor responded my pastor responded at the time she said i told her uh, but she had really never told me so i had fixated on that on that whole thing went there to his house we had been living celibate as a as a as a couple we were uh not having sex or anything that was the start of us becoming crazy and offense uh not mm -hmm. wanting to listen to god not doing what he said and just accepting anything because i want what i want that that uh that through line has been a through line in my life and i finally cut that off tiffany finally mm -hmm. cut that off to say god I'm not, I'm no longer willing to press my way in this issue. Whatever you want, whenever you want it, I'm saying yes to you. Amen. Yes to your way. Yes to your promises. Yes to your will for my life. I've been on this 30 year detour, but God, I thank you that you can put me back on track again. And you have set me back in motion of that that day when he said i want to spend time with you i want to get to know you that's the journey i'm on amen it reminds me of a scripture it's in deuteronomy it's when the israelites are i believe it's when they're circling the mountain it's deuteronomy 2 i believe and it says the lord says you have circled this mountain long enough turn north and it's like some Jesus. of you listening have just been going around and around and around and around. And the Lord is saying, turn north. Let's get out of that cycle. Let's get out of that habit. Let's get out of that destruction. Turn north. And then, you know, obviously when we north, what's north? I think about when I look up, I'm looking at the Lord. I'm, I'm, my face is directed towards heaven, looking up. Some of us yes. need to get out of this pattern and we need to turn north. Um, yes. It's, it's just so good. And I think it's something that will, I think will, I don't know that any of us will get to a place where we have mastered relinquishing control. But what we do know is that the Bible says we go from glory to glory. And yes. that if we're, if we can, can get to a place of maturity, like you said, 
then it becomes easier to surrender and submit. It becomes easier to relinquish something because it's like, oh, I've, I, I have a history with God. I can trust God. I know that he is faithful. I know. And I've gotten to a place, um, you know, in contending, I, I've been con- the Lord. So I've been contending for baby number five. God had given me a dream. And that's what I had shared in the beginning with this baby. But I've gotten to a place in the 17 months of contending that God If I never got that promise, you're enough. God, if I never get to hold this baby, you're enough. God, if I never, you're enough because I am tired of circling this mountain and going on this emotional roller coaster of, well, well, God, I'm doing everything I need to do. Now you need to do what you need to do. And he keeps bringing me back to it's timing, Tiffany. There's timing and there's purpose in timing. And so just getting to a place where, if God never gave you what you were contending for, if you never oh stepped Come into on. the manifestation <laughs> of healing this side of eternity or marriage this side of eternity or children this side of eternity, yes, is what Jesus Christ did on the cross enough? Jeez, and listen, if it's not enough, if you're saying, Tiffany, I can't say that Jesus. it's enough right now. Listen, God, you're, you, that answer does not surprise your father. It does not Jesus. surprise him. And he still loves you. The Bible yes. says nothing can separate you from his love. Nothing you you could the Bible that you can make your bed in the your bed in hell and God yes. will still love you. And God yes. will still go after you and pursue you. God knows where your heart is, but I want to encourage you if you're in that place to keep turning on the worship, to keep getting yes. in the word, to keep seeking yes. people that have a greater faith, that have a greater revelation and understanding of the things that you are going after or God's bringing you through to surround yourself with people that can disciple you because you will go from glory to glory and you yes. will get to that place where you can say, and just like I, I am at that place where I can say, God, if baby never, number five never comes, you're enough. And I can say that even if I didn't get baby five, that that does not mean God withheld from me. That's it does right. not mean that I didn't do, I didn't have enough faith or I didn't do something right or no, no, I, it, it does not mean Thank any you. of that. Thank you, God. And, and, yes. and we need to get to that place with whatever we're contending for, believing God for, that if we never see that fulfilled, that God is still good and he yes. is still on the throne and he is still madly in love with me and he is still recklessly pursuing me and what he did on the cross is enough. And, and that to me is a process. We don't just wake up and we're in that place. That's right. And, and so, and we're all going to be on a, in a different, in a different process in a different walk. And it well, Tiffany, you don't know what I, what I've had to deal with. You don't know what I'm dealing with right now. I bet if you knew what I was dealing with, you wouldn't be able to say that either. And maybe you're right. But what I do know is that God can handle your frustration. God can yes. handle your upset, your resentment, your bitterness, all of that. But I want to encourage you that what David said was this, David was in a place in Psalm 23, he had been pursued. His life, everybody wanted his life. All of these things, wrongfully so. And he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley. I want to encourage yes. you not to pitch a tent in these emotions. Not to take a nap in this anger or this frustration yes. or this bitterness. Do not stay in that place. But yea, though I walk through this valley, if you'll just take one one day at a time, 
God, I relinquish control today. I relinquish control right now. And maybe for someone listening, it's like, okay, you it's it's three o'clock here my time, 341. Maybe in an hour you're having to say, I relinquish control again. And maybe at midnight, God, I, you're waking up. God, I relinquish this control again. God, help me. And you're going to get to a place where it's day by day, and then it's week by week. And then you no longer want to control the thing because you're so secure in Father and knowing He's good and that He's for you and He has plans to prosper you. He's not withholding anything that the Bible says those who trust in the Lord, He, he does not withhold any good thing. And, and so it's just a process. And uh, I want to encourage you that God can handle your process and he's in the middle of it and he wants to hold your hand and go through it with you. Amen. Amen. Men. Amen. So good. Girl. Well, me, Oshie, do you have anything else you want, you want to share? I'm like, because I could sit here and preach and (laughs) talk and Holy Spirit's convicting me, and I'm like, okay, I'm yes, Lord. No, it's it's so good. I mean, you are ministering to me. You are touching my heart in such deep ways. I mean, uh, this is just really powerful. I just would just really uh, underscore relinquishing control, and I love that you said that God can handle our emotions that he actually is telling us, come to me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And that come simply means to follow me. Let me show you. Let me come with me. Let me show you. I really uh, feel that I feel that if we um, are going through, because it's a heavy burden when you're uh, controlling things, when you're holding on, when you're trying to figure everything out, when you're carrying it all, the weight on your shoulder, um, that come to me, all ye that are heavy laden, um, and and all that are, I think the scripture says, uh, come to me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I thought it was something else too, but um, he wants to give us rest. And that rest simply is, putting those burdens down, laying it aside, laying down the sin, um, laying down the weights that so easily beset you, anything that is keeping you from literally uh, pursuing God, anything that's keeping you from just releasing and relinquishing control and saying, God, and I love what you said, Tiffany, like if we have to get to the point where we can say, if I don't receive it, if I don't, and I remember one of my coaches asked me that, and to be honest, I, I could not say yes at that time. So I love that you said it is a process. It is a process. You might not be able to say, if I don't get it, I'm, I'm content. I'm content with the way things are because God, you have done enough, but we know that that is the place to get to. Father, I know that the place to get to is for me to say that even if I don't get that husband, even if it never happens for me, I know you still love me. You still protect me. You still guiding me. You still supporting me. You are the best husband. 
You are the husband, man. You are the best husband that me, oh, she has ever had. And all of these years, God, you have been good to me. You have protected me. You have provided for me. I've never begged for bread. I've never gone hungry. God, you have given me the best in, in so many different areas. And I am grateful for that, what you have done. And that is what I think that you're telling us, uh, Tiffany, today is to get to that place where you can say, God, you are enough. You are enough. Just where we are right now is enough. And I thank God because I am journeying there. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm on that journey to get to that place of just total uh, surrender where I'm saying, God, if it doesn't happen, because I know that that's the place to be, because that's true freedom. Yes. That's true freedom. And yes. that's truly the place of rest. Yes. Which is why I said, I'm not getting on another dating site. I'm not trying to make this happen on my own. Um, one of my friends said, Hey, a guy inboxed you because he couldn't inbox me. So he put it on my page. Are you going to respond? No, no, I'm not going to respond. Why? Because it ain't time for me to date yet. Yes. I'm going back to 30 years ago when the prophet said it ain't time because for me, Tiffany, it ain't time yet because I'm still trying to grow in, in, in being free in loving me i'm still enjoying my time with god and so one day it'll be time but right now i'm content amen you know and and in this process god is producing fruit in us the bible says he, uh, they will know you by your fruit. And uh, it's one, this is a big thing I, in my house, I, I constantly am bringing before my kids is oh, one way I discipline them is, Hey, what fruit of the spirit did you not show your brother right there? Oh, I did not show mm. self-control mom. Forgive me. You know, Zeph, forgive me for not showing self-control and what fruit does God want to produce in you right now? But with when we go through stuff, through a process, God is producing fruit in us. People see, oh, well, she's not compromising. She's not this. She's not that. So essentially what's happening is God is producing the fruit of long suffering. So we don't yes. talk about that fruit a lot. We'll talk about love and joy and peace and patience. Yeah. And time, but we don't really talk about long suffering. And long suffering can be painful. And, That's and, right. But it's a fruit of the spirit that must That's be produced right. in us. And so and that's what the Lord showed me in this, in this process of contending for um, Hosanna Grace, baby number five, is that yes. God told me, he said, Tiffany, I'm producing the fruit of long suffering in you. You've been in a yes. season of long suffering. And, and it's like, wow, I want that. I, we want fruit to be produced in us. What people come alongside us, they eat of our fruit, and we want people That's to right. eat of the fruit of God. We don't want That's people right. to eat fruit of weariness and and you know control and That's right. anger, and we don't want people to eat that that fruit. We want people to taste the love of God in us, even in the midst of trials. It is possible and joy. That's and right. Why? Because we just we we behold we behold Jesus. We, we yes. look to him. Just what you're saying. We cast our cares on him. His yoke is yes. easy. 
And, and, and so, is light. Oh, yes. Tiffany, I want to tell you about this fruit real quick, too, because I was uh, our church has been uh, our women's group has been dealing with the fruit of the spirit. And one of the one we talked about was patience. And listen to this definition, the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. Wow. Like. Who would have thought that patience was that you're doing this, you're, you're accepting the delay, going through the suffering, as you talked about, without wow. irritation, without wow. getting angry, without getting upset. Like wow. that is, wow, a fruit, that patience and that long suffering going together and saying, God, whenever, whenever uh, Grace, what's her name? Hosanna Grace. Hosanna Grace, being patient, tolerating the delay without getting angry and upset. Yes. And see, and that came, it was a process that came with time because what was happening is I was on this emotional roller coaster. Every time my menstrual cycle would come, I would be emotional. And, and it was very interesting in this time, all of my friends, all, A-L-L, all my close friends are pregnant, just had a baby or are about to deliver, right? So newly pregnant, just had a baby, about to deliver all. So for 17 months, I have been around pregnant women. It's been the conversation on the table for 17 months. It's mm. every day I'm checking on a pregnant friend. Every, now I just had a yep. friend who had her baby go yep. bring her a meal, right? So I'm learning. Same. You yes. you rejoice with those who rejoice. Tiffany, yes. are you going to are you going to celebrate that I just created new life in them, even though you yes. haven't got it yet? Are you yes. gonna pray for them? Are you gonna do this? So that's the questions on the table for those listening is how can you be praying and the very thing that yes. you want? You know what God has allowed me to do too? He has allowed yes. me the last 17 months. I, I, um, we have a bunch of pastors at our church, but our connections pastor, I actually at the altar calls will go up with her and we will tag team people at the altar. So she'll pray and I'll just be there or I'll pray and she'll just be there. We're like a team. And almost every single time she calls me up, it's for a woman who, who is struggling with infertility and is barren. Mm. And within months, these women have become pregnant. And so oh, wow. allow, what the enemy wants to do is he wants to yep. use those situations to stop me and yep. to get my view of God wrong. To, to, and, and so we have to be on guard and we have to know, no, God is not mocking me. And, right. and again, all of this is a process. And so um, we're, we're, we're on a journey with the Lord. God cares about the journey, not just the destination. Yes. And yes. we're going from glory to glory. And, yes. uh, and it's exciting. Even, the, even yes. though we can be thankful. I want to close with this. Jesus is the greatest example of long suffering. Jesus is the, the, the best example of, of, of patience, of love and joy. The Bible says in Hebrews 12 too, that he endured because of the promise set before him. For the promise set before him, he endured. Yes. He endured that walk to Calvary with the weight of the world, the weight of sin on him. He endured because he saw Miyoshi and he saw yes. Tiffany and he saw Billy and he saw Trevor and he saw Amanda and he saw Lynette and he saw Jasmine. He saw these people and he said, you know what? I'm going to endure because they're the joy set before me.
I am going. I am going to die. I'm going to pick up my cross and I'm going to die to my will and I'm going to carry out the will of my Father because is my gift. That is my promise. If I endure this, that is what is waiting on me. And I am going to get what I am paying for. And so, you know, when we, when we find ourselves struggling in the process and God, do you even understand, remind yourself of, of Jesus's journey to the cross. Oh, does he understand? The Bible says he was beat, beat beyond recognition. He was mocked. He was betrayed. He was spit on. He was flogged. He was all of the things like, and then he carried the weight of every bad choice I've ever made, every sin that you've made. Right. And so Jesus is the great example of, of enduring and possessing the promise and carrying out the will of his father, um, dying to dying to his will, picking up his cross. And, um, he, he nailed everything doing with us to the cross. And so, you know, Miosha, I would love to end this call in prayer. Um, yes. would you, would you open in prayer and I'll close this out in prayer? Yes. Yep. Father, we thank you and praise you for this moment, Lord God. Thank you for, uh, speaking to us, being present with us, Lord God. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord God, even for your insight on relinquishing control. We ask, Father, in Jesus' name, that you would continue to show us uh, how to do that. Continue to take us through the process of relinquishing control, Lord God, and not just settling, Lord God, but settling for you, settling for time with you, um, spending time with you, Lord God, hearing your voice, Lord God, and being content right where we are, Lord God. I thank you, Father, that you promised that you would uh, prune us so that we would be more fruitful, Lord God, and that our fruit would remain. So, Lord God, we are open to your correction. We are open uh, to your instruction. We are open to your direction, oh God. Father God, we thank you for leading us into uh, the right path, the righteous path, the path that you would have for us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that we won't lean to our own understanding, neither will we go our own way. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, that we follow you your direction, your will for our lives, your purpose for our lives. In Jesus' name, and every listener and caller, Lord God, let us hear your voice, Lord God, and say yes to you. Even in the difficult situation, even when it's challenging, oh God, even when it goes against our thoughts, and when it goes against the culture, when it goes against our, our being, Lord God, help us to say yes, even when it's challenging and difficult, Lord God, because it is so good. You said in your word to taste and see that you are good. And so, Lord God, as we are tasting, as we are spending time, Lord God, then you are becoming even more good to us. Let us be satisfied with you, Lord God. Satisfied with the relationship with you. Satisfied, Lord God, so that you can say, this is my woman. This is my man whom I'm well pleased. In the name of Jesus, help us, Lord God, in everything that we do to want to be pleasing to you. We surrender all in Jesus' name. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Lord. And, you know, if you're listening right now and 
are giving your life to the Lord. I don't believe in coincidences. I believe that this is a divine appointment and today is the day of your salvation. Yes. And the Bible says that it's it's simple. It's if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. He was buried in the ground, rose three days later, and he's coming back. The Bible says if you that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and you truly believe it in your heart that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life that heaven throws a party and rejoices God goes the Bible says that Jesus left the 99 for the one he's left the 99 and he's coming after you he paid a price you've been bought with the price of the blood of his blood and so right now if that's you I would encourage you just to open your mouth where you're at and begin to confess I confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I want you to come and rule and reign in my heart. I want you to come and take up lordship in my life. I confess that I'm a sinner. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I give my life to you right now. And I declare it done in Jesus' name. And the Bible says that God is literally, that your name is being written in the Lamb's book of life. And so I want to say welcome to the family. Yes. And, and, and you know, if you're listening, I, I want to declare the word of the Lord over you. Ephesians 4, 1. Um, it says, Paul is talking here and he says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you to walk worthy of the call that's been mm. placed on your life with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. I pray, Father, right now, Ephesians 4, 1, God. And that we would walk worthy of the call that's been placed on our life. Oh, Lord, that we walk worthy of that call, that we would bring you glory. Father, I pray, God, that for those that are, are in a situations where they are they are fighting the temptation of compromise. God, I pray that you would open their eyes to the way of escape according to your word. Open up the way of escape. And I pray for strength to come upon them to take the way of escape, Father. To take the way of escape, God, I pray, God, that we would not circle the mountain, that we would come off that, that cycle, God, and that we would turn north, that we would come into a holy habit, that we would come out habits into holy habits, Father. I pray, God, for those listening that need breakthrough, I pray for breakthrough, God. Those that need rest, I pray, God, that they would, they would cast their cares on you, Father. God, I pray for those that have been grieving and mourning. I declare your word over them. Matthew 5, blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. I declare that if you've been in a season of mourning, I declare you blessed yeah. and that God is comforting you. Father, I thank you that you comfort those that are mourning and weeping. I pray for those, God, that have gotten lost in the valley, that they've pitched the mm. tent, that they've down and taken a nap that they've taken the shovel from the enemy and they've dug themselves a hole i command you to come out of there right now in the name of jesus and that you mm. would do what that david did yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death god's rod and his staff they comfort you god i pray that you would bring them to a place of comfort god i pray for us to relinquish control that we'd get to a such a place of surrender that we could that we could honestly and joyfully say, oh, I do. I pick my cross and I die daily with the help of the Lord. God, help me to pick up my cross and die daily. Help me to pick it up today and die daily. God, I need your help to die daily to my mind, will, and emotion. 
my desires, to my feelings. Help me to die to that because I want to do the will of you, Father. I want to do what's pleasing in your eye. I want to parent that ple- in a way that pleases you. I want to be a spouse that pleases you. I want to be a minister of the gospel that pleases you. I want to be a daughter, an aunt, a wife, a grandmother that pleases you. We need the help of the Lord to do that. So, Father, I thank you for your gift of grace. I thank you for your gift of mercy. I thank you for forgiveness. I thank you that Limitations 3 says your mercies are new every Every morning. morning. Thank you that they're new every morning. I thank you that you throw our sin into the sea of forgetfulness. I thank you, Father, that our life is under under the blood of your son, Jesus. I declare victory now over everyone listening to my voice. In the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, Miyoshi, thank you so much Amen. for for this time. It's been special. I'm thank God just answered our prayers, and I'm just so thankful. Yes. yes what a pleasure. Yes, it has been a pleasure. It's Wonderful. Pleasure. Thank you so much. You know, times like this, it remind me where it says uh, iron sharpens iron this is why community and fellowship in the lord is so important because we refresh one another and we encourage one another and so thank you so much for sharpening me and encouraging me and encouraging those who are listening i know that your story is going to minister to people it's going to uh, god's going to use it to help people um go from glory to glory Amen. And thank you so much, Tiffany. You are such a a prophetic voice. And I thank God for just all of your words. I took so many notes and thank you so much. You're helping me along this process. And so I'm I'm grateful for you. I'm so glad for this conversation. May God bless you and and just all of what you are waiting uh, for. And so just thanking God for that. Amen. 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 Well, that's going to conclude our episode today on Testimonies with Tiffany. So remember, you do what's possible and let God do what's impossible. Thanks for listening to Testimonies with Tiffany. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review online. To catch all the latest from Tiffany, you can follow her on Instagram at TifferTom, and you can subscribe to her email list to get exclusive updates at TravisAndTiffanyTombry.com. That's all spelled out. (laughs) Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.